is the Infinity Summit Group. Truth. Passion. Success. Hello everyone and welcome to the Infinity Summit Group podcast. Today is November 1st. I'm Jesse. I'm Noah. 2021 by the way. Oh, Xavier. Did I Logan. Say, what did I say? You said November 1st. You just forgot the year. Oh, you're good. Okay. It's close enough. I'll just let them know what year we're in because a few years down the road we're going to want to know. Yes. All right. Um, and today we have Gordon Kelch on as the guest. Yes. Can welcome. Hi. 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 I'm Gordon Kelch. <laughs> anything well, about you? Yeah. Anything cool? Um, Putting him on the spot like exactly. that. Oh, yeah. Give him a question. <laughs> no yeah, problem. Pop a question. Uh, I am a Will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's talk after the podcast. Okay. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, no, I am an animation student. Well, soon, soon professional. I have an yeah. interview next week. Ooh. Congrats. Congrats. Hell yeah. Are, are you shooting to do that for like cartoons or anime? For like video games. Yeah, like what kind of anime are we? Uh, yeah, closer to um, cartoons, anime, um, mm-hmm. the, the hand-drawn 2D style. Okay. Noni? <laughs> yeah. Um, what made you want to get into that? <laughs> okay, so... Uh, Start from the beginning, please. Well, you were okay. born. Okay. <laughs> well, in the beginning, I was really nerdy and really liked movies. Uh-huh. And at a certain point, you can only you can only watch movies for so long before you realize you're wasting your life. Sure. So you got to find a way to justify how much time you've wasted. <laughs> so I figured if I turned all that time watching movies into research about how movies are made, then I'm justified. <laughs> but uh, the actual trigger was my dad uh, was a huge Star Wars fan, and we were watching the making of, and he was just blown away by the making of. He was blown away when we watched the original movies again on DVD, and it made me realize, like, because I knew I liked movies, but it was then that I was like, oh, like, I love movies, and I can make them. And so for a few years, I tried, but when you're, you know, in a middle schooler and you can only make movies about people your height and your age yeah so, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you've only got so many friends right um at a certain point <laughs> and at a certain point you know your friends are sick of being in your films because they're bad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then it's like okay well how do i how do i make these movies and then not need to hire people because i got no money sure. but if you draw them you can do it <laughs> oh. so you're an artist as well oh well that no question for you though you said you made movies you got like camera setups and stuff i had camera setups not anymore oh okay okay um lost lost some things in the move we had uh i didn't have great setups i had a um somewhat cheap camera and then a tripod yeah um, we used to we actually used to have this really nice one it was a big thick one that looked like an actual photographer's or not not Filmmakers? Yeah, filmmaker, cameraman. It was heavy, and it made it to where it was really easy to get a good picture. And it was Mm -hmm. filmed on actual film, so the quality was really good. And we would, um, it needed to be connected to the wall anytime you used it. So, oh, that's hard. (laughs) You were limited (laughs) in what you could do, but it was also nice because you could have the um, the AV cables going straight into a TV. Oh, so as you were filming, you had a big screen projection of exactly what the lens was. So Hmm. you were kind of editing right as you were filming, and it was really. It was a really fun experience, but it was a really terrible quality. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I was going to say, if you still got that stuff, let's shoot us a promo vid. <laughs> I think I think I have that camera, but uh, I'll have to go find some film. Yeah, I was going to ask you, would you ever go back into like filming live action ever? Oh, yeah. Uh, I've written some scripts for live action film. I just <laughs> um, I wanted to finish. 
so this is um, one of my big issues, um, and it's one of the one of my goals that I'm working on. I get obsessive. Um, people used to be like, "Okay, you're on this project. Don't lose hope. Don't lose courage. You know, keep at it, um, and don't burn yourself out." And my response was, "You know, who needs hope and who needs um, like enthusiasm when you have just pure obsession, right? Like, I'm not going to stop. Guilty. It'll just keep going. So the obsession just drives you, um, and." that's not a good thing because in the last few years, you know, you're not a teenager anymore. That obsessive behavior starts wearing down your body and turns out, you know, uh, having some passion's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, art, art, turns out art is more of an art than a science and, uh, <laughs> art looks better with some passion in it. Fair you, enough. You can tell when someone's just kind of obsessively running the numbers. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. So now you, now you do animation, not live action stuff. Um, you were talking a little bit about uh, you're going to school for it, doing like a self-taught course kind of thing. Tell us more a little, a little more about that. Like, uh, how much does it cost? What are your, what's your time commitment been? Um, what does all that look like? <laughs> all right, so for our future animators out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so I actually had a whole list of. I'm basically building a how to get into animation roadmap because I wish I had one when I started. And this was something I wanted to bring up earlier when um, uh, you were talking kind of like, oh, you're an artist. Mm-hmm. So there is this thing called, I'm sure you're more familiar with it. I might actually have the number wrong. Something like 10,000 hours to become a master. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it's a true lie. You 10,000 hours will make you a master, but if you're mastering crap, then you're a master of crap. So, <laughs> so the, you, you can learn the wrong skills, and you will eventually gain some good benefits from it. But if you're um, – <laughs> you, you can get the wrong skills as well. So mm-hmm. I spent um, the majority of my middle school and my high school kind of self-teaching myself art. I didn't have a roadmap. I kind of just went for it, and I um, was animating um, short films. And I was doing them really poorly, and I put a ton of time into it, and they don't look great. So by the time I found a master, uh, a Don Bluth, who's made a bunch of films, um, and he was teaching me all these proper skills, it wasn't just learning the new skills. It was unlearning things that I thought I knew about animation. And I had some skills carry over because, I mean, that much time will give you some skill, but over you can also just learn a lot of bad habits. So... I ended up being behind in my class trying to curb all these really bad skills and then trying to replace them with the good skills. So hmm. 10, you can, and this is what my new teacher is saying, uh, Michael Matisi. Um I'm not his apprentice yet, but I am following his course. Um, he, he always says, you can grind bad practice. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> he says, practice doesn't make perfect, it makes permanent. So you want to watch out for bad habits. That's why they always say perfect practice makes perfect, not practice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There also is something in in the teaching world called the law of primacy, um, where anything you learn first will stick with you and be that much harder to unlearn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't know what that was called, but I've definitely been dealing with that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now you know. So is the Michael, you said Michael McTicey? I actually may be pronouncing his name wrong. I think it's Matesi. Okay. Is that who you're going to do the job interview with, try and work under him? <laughs> no, I wish. Um, <laughs> this interview, so you're saying we're not doing name drops. Can I talk about this? They're not a full yeah. company yet. Oh, definitely. If it's in a good light, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. You just don't slander people so th- with name drops. <laughs> uh, this is um, 
and I may be getting their name wrong as well because they spell it strange, but it's Stoics, I think. It's uh, mm-hmm. 2Ks. Okay. Um, they they sell uh, sporting goods, um, that kind of like clothing, bikes, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they needed a lot of photographers and different things like that, but they also wanted animators. Now, I'm trained more in traditional animation and so hand-drawn character type of things. Mm-hmm. And I think what they're looking for is something more similar to uh, – like a movie, like a, like if someone had a high end photograph of a guy biking, they want that, the the layers to move and to, to seem more interesting. Yeah, this is a like motion animation, mm-hmm. a little bit of a different field. But I do have uh, friends in the art in community who have taught me how to do things in Toon Boom where you can set up a rig on a two D character, and it's a similar process, but it would be on something like After Effects, which I knew when I was in school, and it has changed a lot since my days in school. So okay, so you're. Excuse me. You're going into this interview, um, knowing what they kind of expect from you, hopefully. Assuming what they expect. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and just gonna basically tell them, hey, this is how I've been trained, but I can definitely do this stuff, and uh, also I'll get better with time, kind of thing. That's my hope. Good. Um, I'm hoping to sell them on my obsessive nature and my <laughs> passion, yeah. my passion for learning. Of course. Because. Um, one of the reasons I wanted a job in the first place in the field was just because I can, I'm doing my own cartoon on the side. I've got stuff up on YouTube, but I want to be surrounded by Is that artists. private or public? It's public. It, I haven't advertised it heavy yet because I've, <laughs> the episode I released is a little bit choppy and I was making a revision on it. Um, and we can talk more about that in a minute. Oh, but, we will. Uh, just for the, uh, sorry, can you remind me where we're? Stoic. Yeah. Just for the job. So you're going into the interview. Yeah. Sorry. You're selling them on your... <clears throat> selling them on your obsessions. Oh, right, right. <laughs> and you're willing to learn. Yes. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to get in. I want to be surrounded by people who do these kinds of things so mm-hmm. I can get those kinds of skills. And I've always wanted... I do some light editing, and this would be um, pretty heavy editing, and I would love to learn more on that. So I'm hoping um, to basically catch them with my passion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I have some skills, so hopefully that will carry over as well. Is this a Utah company? It is. It's actually in Salt Lake. Cool. Nice. You say they're fairly new. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that at first when I applied, but looking up their website when they sent me their email, mm-hmm. it's like under construction. I think it'll be. Uh, oh, I very think they're new. planning on launching this year, I think, if they hit their deadlines. That's kind of oh, a good thing, isn't it? On the ground it's very good. With the company. Grow with yeah. them. Yeah. Yep. It if also, you're one of their top animators, man. Yeah. It also would hopefully mean that I don't have like a lot of competition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's fair. Hopefully you found a diamond in the rough you can get with. Yeah. That'd be sick. So depending on how this goes, um, I could end up being with the company for a long time. But the original um, intention is basically use them to get my foot in the door to yes. get into a, an actual animation studio and then learn real animation studio um, techniques from being around other mm-hmm. animators and then move up from there. I want to, I mean, I do have my own shows I'm making and I want to eventually have my own studio. Mm-hmm. But having a lot of practical experience would help that go a lot further. Oh, Absolutely. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I heard if you move jobs every two or three years-ish, in, especially in the tech world, you can get a lot of, uh, I'll say, a lot bigger raises than if you were just stay at one place. Uh, do that in the auto industry. I know Uncle Sam just switched body shops, and they gave him a $10,000 sign-on bonus and $2 an hour raise, yeah. There you go. Whoa. So that seems backwards. Seems like you're disloyal. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, man. But they've, he's done it like four times. 
Look, a company is only as loyal to you as as the work is basically. So Mm -hmm. your your work stops, they can't afford you, whatever. They're not loyal to you. They're only thinking of the numbers. And if you get your head in that same mindset, just think of the numbers. Nobody's gonna. I mean, if they choose to have a grudge against you, that's their problem. But you do what's good for number one. You know. Yeah. And the fact that you put in your two weeks or whatever. Um, when people quit, that's just a... Are you quitting? That's a kindness. Or are you waiting for the interview? <laughs> I'm waiting for the interview. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens. Uh, I've, so I've never had a job interview. Um, right, because you went straight to FASH, huh? Right. Okay. Um, and I had been helping out at FASH. Um, for years before you were hired? Yeah, you know, it's a family thing, so yep. I just helped out occasionally. And then by the time I was... In, old enough to be an official worker. I just was an official worker. Yeah. There was no interview process. I mean... They just took you on because they already knew you. <laughs> official work versus helping is completely different, so you're kind of going in blind still. But, mm-hmm. like, it, it was just a, you know, a different number in the ledger, and then you're on. This, yeah. yeah. So this would be my first real interview. Mm-hmm. Nervous? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Um, uh, there's a lot of... I'm sure you're looking up, like, things the recommended things to do in interviews and stuff but uh, the one thing that i would say is don't forget to put forth that you are a human when people go into interviews and they're just robotic you know and you can tell they're like super nervous and just like studied the hell out of it like i'm I'm ready for this and it's just like a test you know um then you're going to be less likely to hire someone like that versus someone who's like kind of chill but like you know you can tell they're human Obviously, they're going to be nervous. It's an interview, but you can still tell that they're a person, and you can kind of relate to them. That's going to be the big thing. Um, if you can, do some studying about the company. If you haven't yet, um, they're going to they're gonna like to see that you know a little bit about their company before you go into it. Um, yeah, and that's, that's pretty much my advice to you. I've done a few interviews in my day, so Thanks. that would be the recommendation. Yeah, I really should be doing um, – I meant to do – study them quite a bit and I have done some study and I meant to study interview techniques and I asked some friends yeah but I didn't do a lot of research because yeah. and that goes back to obsessive behaviors mm-hmm. uh, so right before I came over here I was directing voice actors so like okay I have an obsessive schedule and I can't break it <laughs> yeah <laughs> fair enough um, when is your interview is it like right soon here or? Uh, well we thought so so uh, I actually thought they weren't interested anymore, even though they had, um, they kind of contacted me and wanted to see more of my stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, then it was silent for a while, so I was like, "Oh, never mind. They're not interested." And then, during the Halloween party, they had sent it to me while we were all doing the the trunk or treats, and oh, yeah. and they were saying like, "Hey, we're super excited. We want you. Um, please come to the interview. Here's the sign up." And then a few minutes later delay till next week <laughs> so, <laughs> and this was on a Sunday so I'm not sure which next week they're talking about uh, did you contact them and ask <laughs> well <No>. they they <laughs> did said they give you a date <laughs> they said that um, they'll be emailing me with the next dates oh okay, okay. I just I don't know when that email like <laughs> fair enough <laughs> it could be this week or next week and then it could be for I'm getting the email this week or next week for an interview whenever the next week or the next week <laughs> okay that's exciting well, that is. Yeah, how is it owning a house or being a partial owner? You're partial owner, right? Yeah, big change. Yeah, <laughs> that was okay. a big change. <laughs> we we could we could go back. Sorry. Yeah, you're good. Or you can also angle it up a little bit towards you. Yeah, they like to drop a little bit. There you mm-hmm. go. 
Um, yeah, we can jump on this train. Hard <laughs> 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 segue. Sorry about it. You're full of them. I'll tell you that much. Makes it interesting. Uh, I don't. I love it. It's. It was definitely. E- it's hard to say because when I the first six months were definitely easier financially because I'd saved up so much money. Oh yeah. And you know just paying your parents rent versus paying real rent is yep. a different beast. Absolutely. But uh also right when I got the house is when my back got all messed up. What'd you do? Um my L5 had a um fracture and it was poking <clears throat> right into the the center of my nervous the system. <laughs> Ouch. So it was shutting down a lot of my body. It was, gave me incredible back pain, incredible leg pain. Mm-hmm. It was hard to sit down, it was hard to stand up. <laughs> How did you do that? Uh, obsessive behavior <laughs> when you, you got to go to work you got to work i don't know fair enough you, you do it and then you come home and you pass out and then you wake up and the alarm's going off and you go back to work this was uh one of the only stretches of my life where i wasn't actually animating anymore so okay that explains how much pain i was in i think yeah yeah it's hard jesus is it still all messed up or is it better um it's technically still messed up uh the bone we didn't fix and uh, the reason for that is when I went to go see the doctor and we got an MRI, uh, he was saying, you are in a super lucky position. Um, you, you're healthy, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, healthy enough that I don't want to give you a surgery and I don't want to give you steroids, like I would tell most people. In fact, and at the time I was 23, he said there was another 23-year-old who had just come in here uh, like a week ago. Uh, same problem that you have right now. He's overweight. He'll be getting surgery. His back will never be the same again, and his life is basically over as far as having a normal um, working condition. Yeah. He said, you've been healthy your whole life. You can probably go to physical therapy, build some muscles to help recuperate from this, and you will probably get back to a normal life. And from there, I've mostly done that. Um, Had to do a lot of, uh, like, right above the pelvis, like, crunches without crunching your stomach. And a lot of strange, like, crab walking motions and different things uh, to try and rebuild those muscles. Mm-hmm. And you're basically trying to build enough muscle in between um, the kind of, like, point, <laughs> the spur part of your bone mm-hmm. in between that and your nervous system <clears throat> to space it out, kind of, um, mm-hmm. which I've mostly done. I used to be a lot more flexible than I am now. <laughs> yeah, sure. Fair enough. Because you've built up that muscle there? And so now you're real solid. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily being solid as much as there's still some slight pains, and I can't, I can't move quite like I used to. But I've, I've gotten back like at least ninety percent of my life. I don't feel it on a normal basis anymore. It's not unless I'm doing something really strenuous. Or yeah. there's certain ways if I like, if I move my back, like pivoting your hip and your back in kind of a strange way. Mm-hmm. Like I used to, because I didn't think about it. I'd fold myself into a bookcase. Like, I yeah, was, <laughs> whatever. You know, I didn't think about it. Um, now I'm, like, more conscious about how I'm moving because I'll get, like, slight twinges. of. You can, like, feel it. I don't know. It's just sharp and it's fast, but it, like, lets you know, like, knock it off. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to this, uh, back to your house. Um, I imagine you guys have built quite a bit of equity in it at this point. Yes. Between the few of you? Awesome. Um, I mean, as far as the house value, it's worth like 150000 more than I paid for now. Oh, yeah. There you oh, go. Yeah. That's nice. 
So the question is, yeah. are you going to use that equity at all? <laughs> yeah. Or are you going to keep it in the house? Financially, especially with how much harder it is <laughs> owning a house than not owning a house, it would make a lot of sense to just sell it, get a huge paycheck, and then go find something else. Yeah. But as far as, you know. You probably rent. have to rent for a bit right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as far as uh, having the freedom to do what you want and having the room to do have my own animation studio and make cartoons mm -hmm. it's priceless <laughs> yeah fair that, enough that's all i really want to be doing anyway so <clears throat> i will have you know have you heard of a uh, heloc a home equity line of credit i have not so it's basically where you take out you appraise the house and they allow you to take out a certain portion of your equity value in a loan so you can actually see all that cash without having to sell your house oh and you can use that for other things if you're uh if you're interested in things like that so that would be really nice yeah um talk to us more man we'll we'll hook you up <laughs> <laughs> i've actually been meaning to i've been meaning to get into more stock type stuff mm -hmm. um, here we go yeah. oh we're fucking nerds <laughs> you, you. <laughs> I, i'm a nerd i love that shit dude i uh, love it i just never had enough time to like really dive into it it's a lot of time it's a lot of effort huzif <laughs> to to learn everything but there's a few there's a few basic things you can do that would uh that would be closer to guaranteeing success in that field uh, for sure it's it's never a 100% guaranteed but no investment is um but yeah let us know um we can we can play around with some stuff hook you up with some whole life insurance and whatnots cuz uh or or term insurance if you don't have life insurance right now you know um, the uh, you want to protect your assets and the biggest asset is yourself so mm -hmm. <laughs> keep that in mind but yeah it's super fun <clears throat> um, so what so you said you had a lot of money at the start when you had the house did you just put like a big down payment on it and use a lot of that money or did a lot of that money disappear as you were doing the monthly payments into the house um. Both. <laughs> okay. That and then um, a lot of payments towards uh, physical therapy and doctor bills trying to get my back fixed. And then I thought you guys have pretty good insurance over there. Oh, we do, but, you know. Still expensive. <laughs> All the co-pays and stuff. Yeah. Fun, fun. <clears throat> um, yeah, those and then just uh, not, I guess not anticipating um, the exact change in cash. Because, I mean... I feel that I've always been really good with my cash. Yeah. But I guess I wasn't, um, I wasn't on this. They don't like teach you exactly how to pay your bills in, no. in school. No. So there were some things that I knew basically how to do it and I had the money, but mm -hmm. then I would send it to not quite the right account or they would take it, um, before I thought they would take it or they would take it, but it'd be pending. And then another, um, bill would get paid and then that one would go override the other one. So they're, Despite having the money, they didn't take the money, and then yeah. you get paid. Then you get charged late fees. Extra, yep. So, so getting, <laughs> um, trying to figure out the system, and then getting all these late fees mm -hmm. took another chunk out. Which isn't to say like I'm struggling or anything. No, I think I'm good enough with my money to manage. But yeah. it's, I don't have the, the cash to blow like I did when I was just a kid living with my parents. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so do you keep a rather 
do you keep a good nest egg of savings and stuff on the side just in case you never know what's going to happen you know yeah okay good and um which is that's been an obsessive behavior of my dad which passed <clears throat> into me so i've been doing that ever since i've had money okay um, i've always saved half of anything i've ever earned but Damn. Um, do you still do that i still do that except i ended up spending that big chunk to get the house right so that nest egg's gone but it was useful yeah so i i consider that a fair trade because otherwise you're just i mean what's the point of having a wad of cash if you're not make, making it work for you yes True. definitely <laughs> and then uh but yeah trying to rebuild that that nest egg back up has been a struggle a little uh, bit harder especially with all the um all the hospital bills that took it made growing that back a lot harder than <laughs> that I would have assumed. Fair enough. Um, so what do you say your percentage is now that you're able to actually save of your monthly income? Uh, it's still over half. Oh, okay. Fuck. Good. Heck yeah. <laughs> How the hell? <laughs> For real? Uh, yeah, I, and that's, that's part of the obsessive behavior. I cut it in half and put half into the nest egg, and then I take another 100 and put that into the nest egg and or and did it into a different nest egg mm-hmm. that was supposed to be for my car which i also got a new car and that was another huge blow <laughs> yeah that's expensive did you cash that out or get a loan on it no i cashed it out okay i've never loaned on a car the, o- the only loan i've ever had in my life is on the house okay do you have credit cards i had one and then i never used it so i okay. <laughs> shredded it probably wasn't great for my credit <laughs> yeah fair enough um i will give you this just little modicum of advice um, it's generally recommended to have four lines of credit open, whether that be credit cards, cars, houses, whatever. Um, and that'll, and using at least one of those consistently and just paying it off every month, whatever, um, will build your credit a lot faster. And the, the sooner you have those lines open, then the longer your credit history is. Okay. So um, just my recommendation to you would be just go open some credit cards as soon as you can and just let them sit in your drawer. Because as long as you have them open, you have the history. Yeah, I think uh, I think technically, I st- even though I shredded my card, I'm pretty sure it's still open. It's still open. So. Oh, yeah. I don't think they close them um, unless there's years and years of inactivity, but I don't know exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, and originally I was going to replace that card, and part of the reason I had to shred it was I tried to use it to open the locked door. So. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. So it was just ruined. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I meant to get a replacement, but that was a right around COVID happening and my bank's been hard to work with ever since COVID. Oh dude, everything's been hard to work with. It's bullshit. <laughs> mm-hmm. but. <laughs> um, what, what else do you do in your free time? Um, yeah, actually <laughs> animation. I do animation. Free time question mark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> so, uh, animation and writing. I, okay. So if we like broke down my day, we could, <laughs> Let's do it. Let's, do it. Let's yeah. break it down. Let's, do it. Let's break down my day um, up until recently. Okay. So my day was I wake up at 5.30. Mm-hmm. I get ready for work. I leave um, for work at 6. Uh, no. Yeah, 6.20. Um, I arrive at work at 6.50. I work until 3.30. I return to my home at 4 o'clock. And exactly at 4 I would grab something light like a piece of bread and then I would start animating until it was supposed to be around 10ish but it wouldn't be it would be normally 11 or 12ish then I'd fall asleep and then I'd repeat the process. Damn. This um, committed yeah, yeah obsessive committed behavior not healthy for you. So <laughs> um, I need to channel you somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so um, 
I, I follow this guy on YouTube named David Stewart. He writes books. I'm a big, big, big fan of his, and he also makes music. So <laughs> I think this is why I started following him. He seemed just as obsessive, not obsessive, but just as um, driven. Yeah, as I was. He was mm -hmm. doing the kinds of things I wanted to do. He was making music. He was making YouTube. He was making um, books. Um, he had his own farm. He had his own family. He had his own house. He was doing all these things simultaneously, and mm -hmm. I was like, that's what I want to be doing. And so I've been following his videos because he does these long live chats. Um, he'll normally have something in the background. Um, what he's been he, – I can't remember what it used to be, but currently he's been tr playing through all the Final Fantasy games. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is that no one's actually there for Final Fantasy. Everyone's there for him to talk, and he's just <laughs> letting Final Fantasy go in the background while while he talks. So I've learned <laughs> about the Roman Empire and different things just from listening to him. He's got that crackhead energy. Yeah, well, he knows <laughs> a lot. He used to be a history teacher. Okay. Um, uh, but one of the things uh, he kept saying to all of his followers was, <laughs> you can't work eight hours a day and then come home and then work the rest of the hours of the day and then fall asleep. It's not healthy for you. Mm -hmm. You will burn out. And if it's something, and again, it's like art's more art than science, you're going to burn out your passion and it will be noticeable. Mm -hmm. You have to, he's like, you have to at the very least take one hour to do something that's, and he's like, and here's where you're all going to freak out because you all think that what you're doing is your hobby and it's fun. You're trying to get something out of it. It has to to be lazy it has to be something like reading a book that's not going to teach you something it's got to be like a fictional book or it has to be a movie or um, like a tv show or some music it has to be something that won't get you anywhere it has to be lazy and you have to do it before you go to bed otherwise you're just going to build all this up in your head so i finally took it it took me a long time to finally take his advice but i did and so my current schedule is um similar deal up until I get home at four, I take an hour to make food, um, and then eat and then chat with my siblings. Mm -hmm. um, then from five till eight, now I work on my show. And um, so from eight to nine, I will do something lazy. And it's been varying. I don't watch a lot of movies up, in, up until just, just recently I saw some movies, but I think in this entire year I've seen four. Oh. Um, and one of them was twice because I fell asleep and I counted it <laughs> twice. So <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen a lot of movies, but I was reading a lot of books. And then um, then I sleep at around 10-ish. Um, and um, my other friend who's an animator says I'm still being too obsessive and still working too hard. And, that there are other, and I had all these other – I have a very long list of side projects I've been working on. Mm -hmm. And she keeps telling me, well, you're never going going to get them. Um, she's like, if we, okay. Um, and she's a big fantasy fan. She's like, these are, uh, animation is your quest. Um, <laughs> you have a very uh -huh. long list of side quests. Maybe you should knock some out before you finish the quest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I decided, okay, um, that you schedule. Just a little closer. Sorry. You're good. That schedule uh, will remain for Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Tuesday and Thursday are now for study and for um, side quests. Side quests. <laughs> uh, lately, it's been working on a portfolio, which seems to have worked. <laughs> mm -hmm. Epic. And uh, I'm also making some comics, so hopefully those will take off. Um, and yeah, I spend a lot of that time doing the study. So 
um, my time learning uh, the Polish language, um, learning guitar, and learning um, doing uh, Michael Matesi's studies mm-hmm. have been happening on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh, cool. And even though Friday is reserved, so Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Friday being reserved for the main show, Friday, Saturday are kind of loose. Like, it's not, it's rarely actually working on the show. Some, mm-hmm. Sometimes you do have to take weekends. <laughs> sure. Yeah, of yeah. course. Dang, we need to, I think you're really going to like stocks because it requires <laughs> some crackhead energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, how much does an animator make a year, like, on average, do you know? Um, let's see, I did look it up one time. I've forgotten off the top of my head. It's not great, and it's worse in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. I would expect Japan to be way more up there, because that's what their whole society is, like, based off of, Only on the best ones, though, I'm sure. Okay, so, their their society loves animation, kind of. Japan's got a very strict culture, and if you are... Once you leave high school, it is kind of almost taboo to be, like, watching a cartoon. If you're in college, you can sometimes get away with it. But after that, it's like, you are an adult. Do adult things. There's all these myths about people playing, like, their switches on the buses. Yeah. But from the people I know that have traveled there, they're like, "That, that doesn't happen. If you're in Japan, if you're an adult, if you're on a bus, you are a serious person on a serious bus. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, that kind of seems bland. Yeah, terrible. Play the switch yeah. on the bus. Oh, well, all day every day. Don't even. Yeah, it'd be so nice. It, 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 no, it's a very, it's a very strict um, culture, and it's because of that they have one of the highest uh, suicide rates. Uh, and they don't have kids anymore either. They have a declining population. Didn't they have, like, don't make a World War Two joke. Don't make a World War Two uh, joke. Oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Please make okay, it. Okay, declining popularity does come Pop- from that. Um, it also comes from Kikimora. Sorry, that's the wrong word. Hikimora. Um, Kikimora is a monster from Polish culture. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kikimora is a Japanese neat, um, not, em- not employed, um, educated, or traveling. Does anyone remember? <clears throat> I have no clue. Acronym for what again? Neat. Neat. Yeah, it's neat, but what, is, what um, does that mean? I, I think How does it connect? My brain's not working right now. Okay. They're losers that stay inside all day. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so... A lot, a lot of them tend to be pack rats, but that is, I guess, stereotyping. They do stay inside all day. Um, I think in a, but like an equivalent word would be like incel. Incel, that's a good word. Oh. <laughs> so, Infidels. <laughs> Involuntary um, celibates. The, the problem is that it's not just a thing that happens now. It has become part of the culture or the subculture of Japan, where a lot of young men who are feeling so suppressed by the culture and um, this partially also comes from the advent of um, telecommunication, uh, internet communication becoming so much larger. It's so easy to see how other nations do things now and how open it is and how free it is compared to how insular their lives are that they just kind of hoard up and then um, don't don't travel or they don't leave their house, their room, whatever. And then it starts the obsession behavior. So this brings in the, uh, they end up, they're, they're not allowed to watch these cartoons. Okay, now all they want to do is watch these cartoons. Um, big, boobied anime babe. You're not supposed to like that. It's not supposed to be hot. Well, now mm-hmm. it's hot. That's become the new taboo. Yeah. So now you have all these young um, Japanese men who um, don't want a regular woman. They want a big, boobied anime girl. 
And that goes twofold. Mm, One, sense. they're drawn to be appealing, and also then the incel culture. But also, th- uh, big anime chicks have big, easy-to-read expressions. Um, they love the incel. Like, like, why wouldn't you be attracted to someone like that who <clears throat> is going to forgive you for your mistakes, who's going to love you just because you're the protagonist, and is easy to read? Their, their expressions, they're not lying. They're not playing games. You can tell what they're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Losers. Yeah. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> Simps. It's like they need to read No More Mr. Nice Guy. That's Highly a damn recommend. good book. Yeah. Highly recommend, by the way. Absolutely. Got a couple books for you. If you're into history, too. Yeah, I love got it. Got a damn good one for you. Uh, it's called Don't Know Much About History by Kenneth C. Davis, I think. It is good, yeah. I started reading it. It was like, okay. Yeah, I gives, like the book. I don't know shit. Huh? Brief over. So do you like the book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love history. Thank you. Um, gives you kind of a brief interview, basically, from when Pilgrims landed in America, just before that, um, all the way up to, I think, around the 2001 slash okay. up to Obama, kind of. Um, and it's pretty dang detailed. It gives you dates, figures, all that stuff. So it's pretty dang cool. And it's not the it's not the one-sided history, you know. Yeah. It's not his story or the winner's story. It's uh, a legit story. Like, this, this is what actually happened. Don't know much about history. No. Yep. I read it for uh, AP History in high school, and yeah, and I keep reading it every few months because it's just so dang good. So, yeah. <clears throat> just so you know. You had a question you were going to ask, right? Oh, it's just about suicide nets. I was wondering if that was in Japan, like the suicide nets around the building. That's in China. That's China? Because they're uh, slaves. Probably Japan, too. By the sounds of it, I'm not sure. Do you happen to know how much higher Japan suicide rates are than, say, America? We can find Did out. You, yeah, yeah you let's find out. out. I, was say, I, I knew this at some stage. Uh, I do know that, like, I don't know that they have suicide nets, but I do know that it has become, um, and this was made popular by Logan Paul or whoever, but oh. suicide, <laughs> forest. suicide forest. The old yeah. forest, yeah. Yeah, like, they don't have Makeout Hill, they have suicide forest. Ah. Make out hill, what is that? Oh, well, I uh, will go later. <laughs> okay, <laughs> say less. Check it out. <laughs> Isn't that like an artist thing? Like the XXX Tentacion? That's, all, that's the only thing I know, Make Out Hill. Uh, Make Out know. Hill's a little bit older than that. It, oh. I th- can't remember when it became popular, probably the 50s, but it's, you know, after prom, we'll go up to the hill and we'll make out. Okay. Oh. Hmm. I did not know that. You have to really check it out. Heard it before? Make Out Hill, never. I've heard Suicide Forest. Um, <laughs> so with this whole animation thing, you're planning on having that as your full-time career, not part-time, correct? Correct. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Heck yeah. That'd be sweet. No matter what you make, um, have you read The Richest Man in Babylon? Another book for you? No. <laughs> I know I've definitely heard of this book. I'm just trying to remember if I read it or not. Uh, um, moral of the story, you set 10%, of, 10% mm-hmm. of your earnings aside for yourself, 20% for all your debts, and then you live on 70% or less. Right. So the way you're doing it, living on 50%, you could increase a lot of those numbers. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which I remember yeah. that story, and I remember um, <laughs> after, a little after I got my house, that kept coming up because I kept being like, Man, I got no cash. Maybe I should be <laughs> listening yeah. to that Babylon guy. Maybe I don't need to be saving sixty percent of my cash. Mm-hmm. No, that's the way. But you just gotta learn how to use it, or know someone who does. Mm-hmm. Talk to us. Yeah. 
you know. <laughs> we'll get that money working for you. Not a problem. Sweet. Um, I need it. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll hook you up. Let us know. Absolutely. From what I'm seeing, it looks like Japan, and as of 2016, was 16 suicides per 100,000, which the U.S. was 14 per 100,000. So quite a bit higher than the U.S. Or China. If you're going percentage-wise. China. I have no idea. Probably a lot because they're communists. (laughs) Yeah. The numbers aren't even real. They're all faked. (laughs) Probably. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So. Uh, A lot of news actually is faked. Uh, A lot of the news you get from Poland is fake or at least spun really strange. Mm -hmm. Um, So having friends in Poland who are telling me what's on their news versus what's on my news, it's they're they're not lining up yeah there's definitely some definitely some weird things some inconsistencies this is as of 1995 it was 17.1 per hundred thousand for china yeah and i can only imagine it's gotten worse have you been to poland why are you trying to learn polish oh uh, i have polish friends so it just where from like from poland Poland. obviously but like (laughs) how'd you meet them how'd you meet them oh so uh my one friend, especially, uh, she's she had joined the Don Bluth um, University just like I did, and this was an online university for the most part. So, um, the year of twenty eighteen, the entire year, or I guess going from September of twenty eighteen into no August of twenty eighteen into September of twenty nineteen, uh, I was just an animation student student under Don Bluth. And there was people from all over the world. I've uh, there's some f- people that I met from Canada, and uh, a lot of them were from America, though. Uh, but during our last week, we all went to meet them in person in Arizona. Oh, that's cool. So I met up with all these people from all around the world there, and then uh, I think that's also maybe part of my obsessive behavior. I get like real, like when I meet people, I have a hard time not just like getting too involved in people's lives maybe mm-hmm. and then um i normally try to hold contact really good yeah uh, otherwise i don't know it almost feels obsessive like because mm-hmm. sometimes you're like i don't know it's hard to explain but sometimes it's like you just almost can't handle not getting the updates or something yeah. i don't know but of course we ended up becoming really good friends and um since English was only her second language. I thought it'd be, you know, fair to get uh, Polish as your second language. Right. And so we could try to talk um, on more equal terms. And I've been (laughs) teaching her some English and though not much, she's actually really good at English, but Hmm. better than some people I know. So yeah, uh, fair. All right. Hate to interject again, but this is in China. 99 out of every hundred thousand people commit suicide. Holy shit. And in India, it's 98. She says they think, China, India, and Japan account for 40% of the whole world's suicides. I would believe it. That's tough. That's, that's like 40% of the population right there, <laughs> so makes sense. No, that's a lot. That is a lot. Holy you, cow. Are you trying to have a relationship with this girl, or what? You're talking quite highly of her. <laughs> I look up to her quite a bit. Um, she's been a huge help in um, making my show. Um, she's been a really good friend to me, so... Does she have really good facial expressions? And big boobies. <laughs> and, big boobies. <laughs> <laughs> it might be on the agenda it's all right. by the looks of it. That can be rhetorical. <laughs> um, 
case said persons are listening to this podcast, <laughs> I will keep that rhetorical. Fair <laughs> <laughs> <Respect>. enough. <laughs> that's uh, that's sweet. Sounds like you have quite a gig going on. Yeah, sounds pretty dang cool. Um, so let's say when you aren't animating, you're not doing anything. What are you doing for fun outside of that? Do you go hang out with people? Do you party perhaps? Books? Do you party? Like, how do you unwind? Go on drives? Or are you just a taut spring ready to snap? <laughs> Probably closer to that. I mean, <laughs> oh boy. I, I rarely. It's a good thing you aren't in school. I rarely don't have something I'm working on, or if I, on the few occasions where I don't. Um, Not this weekend. Yeah, so I was going to say, <laughs> I'm. But see, that again, I'm rarely the one making the plans because I normally have so much going on that, man, I can't get a hold on this. Try you to just tighten the knob it, yeah. on the side if you can. I don't know if it's, it just keeps drifting. It's just drooping, yeah. Uh, I'm going to crumb the canyon wall and I'm taking you with me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe bend it up a bit. So even even with the stuff happening this weekend, you know, didn't plan it. Um, I do hang out with friends a lot, but it's rarely... Um, something that I planned sure, okay. beforehand or, you know, we go, this year has been flooded with parties, which yeah. took a huge um, cut out of my animation time. But, you know, it's worth it because um, having get the social aspect, man, having people in your life is worth it. I think that's another big reason yep. why I became such good friends with <laughs> this uh, person from Poland. Yeah. Um, during the worst of my obsession, I had very few friends and I have made a huge effort since 2018, since joining the class to, to work on having relationships and having, you know, people in my life that yeah. mattered. Okay. And I'm going to counter you on this. I'm not so sure that obsessions are a bad thing. Sorry, you're not. What? I'm not so sure that obsessions are a bad thing. <laughs> I'm not convinced. Well, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't either. And it was, the obsession thing wasn't something I always noticed I had. And it and then when I started noticing it, it was more something I joked about. Mm-hmm. But uh, last week, I had to take Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday off of work because I came down with really bad stomach problems mm-hmm. that were caused from stress and from... Oh. So I'm normally a pretty healthy person, but during the last two months, I was so obsessed with trying to finish this episode. Um, I do. I have my animatics, um, so like watchable versions of my episodes that aren't mm-hmm. animated but they're watchable and they were normally really sketchy and finally my friend convinced me like these are good um you need to put them online and i kept thinking well i drew them all pencil and it's really sketchy and bad you can barely tell what's happening let me redraw it it's a lot of work but let me redraw it and draw the backgrounds and color it in and put that on youtube and september is a really important time for me it's when a lot of big things normally happen to me um in the year you before you just noticed this in your personal life i just noticed it. i just knew that it had, i just all of a sudden realized that it was september and that the previous september i had um ruined my back but i had bought a house and i was going through a lot of different things um, with my relationships and so it was a it was a really really important time in my life and the year before that i had gone to meet don bluth my childhood hero i had become an animator i had met some of my best friends and um, you know, so on and so forth. I'd realized um, I normally have big things happen to me in September, so it became suddenly really important to me that I released this episode in September, and I didn't have a lot of time because September was halfway over. 
<laughs> so I spent um, a lot of time trying to finish that episode, and I wasn't eating much. And when I ate, it was like a slice of bread or a packet of ramen. Like it was not a lot of food, and it wasn't very good food. And <laughs> so even though I finished it, and the next week I started trying to – I mean, I wasn't like trying to not eat healthy before, and I think I had probably some vegetables, maybe mm-hmm. – But like, you know, it becomes an obsessive blur and you don't notice things. And then, so this week uh, or that week I was trying to eat again and trying to get better about it. And then finally we went to that party. I had a lot of alcohol (laughs) and, uh, despite the fact that (laughs) once again, uh, that just made my stomach like a hot, hot mess. And I kept feeling, okay, like I maybe need to sit down from this one. I just need to cool off for a second because it feels like heartburn in my stomach. Mm-hmm. And people kept being like, eat this pizza. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can't eat it. I'm, I'm way too full and my stomach is on fire. This is too acidic. And they were like, eat the damn pizza. You're going to throw up. And I'm like, I'll throw up if I eat it. And they eat the damn pizza. So I eat the pizza. I throw up. I get home. <laughs> I get home. I sleep like a baby. I felt fine. I wake up, no hangover. But my stomach is killing me. And I'm not sure what happened. And finally, I'm realizing I have, well, I didn't go get it looked at but it was something very similar to an ulcer. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of stress and a lot of not taking care of your body. So <laughs> so for the next, from that Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I wasn't going to work, wasn't working on stuff, and was basically eating an almost completely vegan diet. And okay. I've been on a still mostly completely vegan diet since then, <laughs> trying to get my health back. Dang. It's helped. Yeah, I've lost a lot of weight. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> Is it because you eat less or... <laughs> I think it's a mi- I think I think it's a mixture of having thrown up, <laughs> eating less, and then the stuff I'm putting back in is like better. I mean, vegetables go right through you. So yeah. <laughs> it's been like vegetables and water for the last t- two weeks almost. Dang, it's a lot less calories for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. Slim you out real quick. <laughs> well, Noah happened has happened to have this uh, obsessive disorder, and we joke about him having autism quite a bit. So. With that being said, <laughs> there might be medicine <laughs> to help you chill the fuck out a bit. <laughs> I don't take medicine. Uh, me neither. <laughs> but like I said, I did a lot of thinking on it, and, I, and I'm and i not so sure that it's a bad thing. I just need to channel it right and be able to balance everything with it, you know? Yeah. Um, because when I do get on something, then that is my entire being. And so I understand. <laughs> yeah. I understand exactly. I think, yeah, that's the exact boat I was in. And I used to, I, it used to be easier for me because I used to meditate, but mm-hmm. I ended up deciding that I'm too busy and I just kind of cut it out of my life. And, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, I used to go jogging all the time and do workouts. And I kind of cut that out when I got real, especially when I was doing that episode, I was getting real bad about it. Yeah. So I just cut everything out. And so now I'm trying to put it all back in. It's been a little hard with the stomach problem now. Yeah, you know, and the back has still been a little bit of a problem. So mm-hmm. it's like, should have learned the first time. But <laughs> so I don't think I need medicine. I just need to learn how to manage that time or you know focus it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all about balance. I think. Mm-hmm. Just find it because when when you go all in on one thing, then everything else suffers. You yeah. know. And I've definitely found that even with a relationship and stuff. When I start getting too obsessive about something, then that starts lacking and it just causes problems that way it's just yeah you could say negative problems compound quite a quite a bit is that a good segue that was a good segue (laughs) thank you beautiful logan beautiful all right we'll go over this really quick 
because I wasn't a huge fan of it. No. The compound effect. We're going to go over this book really quick. Who's it by? Um, Who cares? It. <laughs> uh, it's by Darren Hardy. Yeah, so basically this book said small things. If you keep doing small things, small habits, yada, yada, then they will build into bigger things. Um, financially, you start small, save 10 bucks a day, whatever, um, and then it'll grow into 100 bucks a day. You just keep Slow doing. Slow and steady s- wins the race. Correct. One thing I did yeah. like about it, though, one takeaway is the tracking what you're doing. I like that part where he's saying track everything, like how much money you spend in a day, write everything down, mm-hmm. and track what you eat in a day. You know, basically track it so you know like what you're doing, and so you can start changing those behaviors into better behaviors. Yeah, that was interesting. It could be helpful with a notebook yeah. quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But that's good kind to of try. Um, <clears throat> anything that I got for him. That's pretty much the whole book right there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and our next book is going to be I. Deal by yes. Ayn Rand. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in two weeks. Sound good? Or do we need Love to extend it. it out? I know you're talking a little bit about how the books are getting a little bit much for you. Oh, no. I thought we were doing every week. Oh. I thought so, too. Well, we were going to, and then it started getting to be a lot. So we'll do every two weeks. I like every um, two weeks more. Yeah. Sweet. We definitely need to figure out the Zoom stuff for when I'm back down in Arizona. All right. Yeah. yeah. Or. Literally anything. Um, I think I'll be heading down there mid-November, and I should be. Oh, so we got to get that started out now. Correct. So I should be down there until, I think I'll be down there two or three weeks. So um, end of November, beginning of December sometime. So. Dope. Are you yeah. to miss Christmas? Not Christmas. I don't think I'll miss Christmas. Um, Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, I will. I'm planning on not being here. So Sucky. If Luckily I am, that's a bonus. on shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will, because I won't be with the family. Oh, if you're here, if, if you're, you're here on then, then you can be in this chair and you can be the guest star. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, they already interviewed me. Oh yeah. Two weeks yeah. ago. Three oh yeah, weeks ago. you had your uh, first flight experience. Yes. Oh. Yeah, I mean, kind of, but uh, it was more more my first flight experience with another student mm-hmm. um, versus an instructor. Yeah. Um, I've been flying for quite a bit now, yeah. and I actually just recently became a commercial pilot. Whoa. So sweet. I have I have that licensing. I'm going down to. Uh, basically an instructor academy in Arizona. Um, and then I'll be doing some multi-engine ratings in December, and I should be a full-fledged instructor in January next year. Wow. So, yes, sir. You turned that around quick. Oh, I do everything quick. <laughs> <laughs> Just freaking <laughs> full bore. So, yeah, it's been fun. Yep. I started in mid-May, so, Yeah. Obsessive as shit, to say the least. <laughs> it's the only way. <laughs> it just has to be channeled. Yeah, see, I do things quick too, but I was going quick down the wrong road. <laughs> so it's been a lot of climbing out of the hole I dug. To <laughs> yeah, sometimes when you're flying along at 150 miles an hour, you don't know whether there's a brick wall at the end or more road, you know? Yeah. So and generally you find that out. About once a year for me, I'll get sick for about a week, and then I'm good to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> happens but it's super fun it's a good time um yeah anything else that you can add for the listeners any life advice anything like that any final thoughts i would say uh learn how to learn that's been my big struggle here here um and that's hard and because there's no one to teach it to you but here's yeah. unless we read kind of helped mm-hmm. we read a book called limitless that one kind of helped oh oh you'll need to send it to me but my, my big advice is make a roadmap. 
everything is difficult, but when you break it into a bunch of small chunks and you, you know which things need to happen before other things, mm-hmm. it makes everything so much easier. But that's like on the way to become an artist, that's not always obvious because art is more art than science. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it is science. So <laughs> there are certain things you can learn first and it will help you. And I didn't learn them in the right order and it did not help me. Fair enough. <laughs> awesome. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, thanks um, for having me on. Yeah. Absolutely. And what is your channel called so that the listeners can check it out? If you're willing to share it, let's pop all your uh, social media, pop all everything. your socials, everything. Uh, Now's me, your time. Let me find out real quick. All right. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. Quite interesting. I didn't know anything about animating, really. Yeah. So that's cool. Are we trying to have a guest next time, too? We'll talk about it after. We'll see. Um, sure. While he's looking that up. I have no internet here. Um, oh, don't you? No. We can okay. get it after and link it all. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm tabletop animation one. Okay. On YouTube, that's your channel? That's my YouTube channel. And okay. I think on Instagram I am Bard Colm. Maybe Bard Kolsch. Okay. Okay, cool. Just get it after. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll try to link it for you. This this shows how much I don't pay attention to my social media and how yeah. that's that's been a learning curve for me. <laughs> Happens. Absolutely. <laughs> um and then for the listeners as far as our group goes, make sure to check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Um we definitely have social media. We've got Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, pretty much, pretty much all of wherever them. you get your social medias, check us out. Uh make sure to check out our merchandise page on our website, www.infinitysummitgroup.com. Um, get yourself some Infinity Summit Group merch. We still do have those coins. Again, they are $12 a piece, um, and they do come with a customized envelope and a wax seal on them. So let us know, guys, and uh, also give us any recommendations for guests we should have on the podcast. Yes. Books? Yeah. We'd like to know about books you want us to read. And books, too. yes. Yeah. Uh, thank you, guys, and we'll see you next week. Like, comment, subscribe. Yeah. Cool. Peace out.